one semester of law school. One semester of criminal justice. Two experts. I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandy Pond. Let's go to court. On this episode, I'll be talking about the murder of Martre Coles. Well, that sounds sad. It is. But you know what's not sad? Me right now. We are weird right <laughs> we are now. In weird fucking moods today. Worth noting, this is episode two of the week mm-hmm. that we've recorded. You can't tell, can you? <laughs> we don't seem slap happy, do we? We attempted three different lunch locations yep. today. <laughs> yep, it's it's been a weird one, and folks. it's one million degrees outside. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's the update on where we are, folks. I gotta put my phone in Do Not Disturb. What are you thinking, ma'am? No. I've got all my pagers off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not getting a cig on my beeper. Yep, yep. <laughs> mm, should we plug our Patreon? Yes, we should. Yeah. Brandy, do it. Uh. Uh, Try to do you, a really good job. Do you want more of this? Well, boy, do I have good news for you because we've got 50 bonus episodes available now oh. on our Patreon. That's right. 50 long, meaty episodes just full of our bullshit. No. No. Brandy's <laughs> bullshit. Kristen is constantly amazing. <laughs> Don't say Brandy bullshit. Is that what you said? Brandy bullshit, no. Kristen amazing? Well, Like you're a caveman? No, I said Brandy's <laughs> oh, bullshit. Oh, Okay. Obviously, because I'm amazing. <laughs> my God. Didn't I well, just get a Kleenex one second ago when I tuck in my, my sleeve or you something? put it in your pocket like an old woman. You used it up and said there's still some well, mileage on this bad What's sitting on boy. your table over there? You can't judge me. I'm judging no, you. No, this is a paper towel <laughs> that I used to wipe down my iced coffee. Okay. Okay? Okay. There's no bodily fluids in this bad boy here. That's what you think. You should see the things that are on the outside of those cans. Oh, Yikes! Haven't you seen that? Like, I'm sure there's like a a, a 60 minute special <laughs> about the bacteria swabs on the outside of cans that we just willfully put our mouths on. Okay, all right. I will not be condescended to by a woman who has used <laughs> Kleenex up her sleeve. It's not up my sleeve. It's in my hand. Now it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, check out our Patreon. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want more of this? My God, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Anyway, how's it going? What's been going on in your life in the last uh, 36 hours? Oh, my gosh. So So much much. stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. Yeah. As you can see, I've been killing it. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I can see. Yeah. What about me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have also been killing it. So Mm. we're just... uh, Two ladies who've been doing great, just doing amazing, and now here we go. Brandy's about to tell I'm an amazing tell us a story. story. You ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. Shout outs first to a podcast that I listened to about this case. New podcast for me. I'd never heard of it before, but there's not a lot of coverage on this case in the podcast front, and it was one who'd done it, and I loved it. I don't want to shout out another podcast. Okay. We're the only podcast for you, baby. Yeah. No. It's this me is talking a, to the listener. This was right a good now. podcast. It's called Sisters Who Kill. <laughs> Okay, it's these two friends, two black women who cover cases only about black women who kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) They also do 
a fun segment <laughs> Okay. at the end of the episode. Okay, admittedly, I've only listened to one episode, so I assume they do this on every episode. I okay. don't know this for a fact. But they had a little segment called, I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So then they go back and forth and they say, I didn't do it, <laughs> but if I did. And then they kind of critique, <gasps> if critique I did the it. case. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. It's a good podcast. I enjoyed it very much. Okay, what's it called again? It's called Sisters Who Kill. All right, you're allowed to listen yes. to another podcast, yes. I guess. And then also shout out to an episode of Killer Motive, which mm. is an oxygen program. Naturally. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I think I am. I think I need a deep breath and a drink. Oh, my. Everyone, the drama she's bringing today. I feel like amped up, like too amped up. I I feel a lot of weird emotions. Okay, this amped up feeling really hit me like after I finalized this case this morning. So I think mm-hmm. I was feeling like a little bit overwhelmed about like two episodes in a week. Sure. And then like sure. now I'm like fucking walking on sunshine. Now you're ready to go. I am, I'm, like a little, I'm, I'm a little too energized, I fear. I think I need to calm myself a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is a serious podcast. It is. This kid that was murdered. Oh, he's God. Ni- he's 19, but, but well, God me, damn it, kid. Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're 87. Yes. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Martre Coles finally had something to look forward to, and boy, did he need it. Martre had had a tough go of things, starting when his mom, Karina, died suddenly in 2014 when he was just 16 years old. Oh. She passed away at the age of 42 due to complications from hip surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah. I tried to find out more about this. I have, I have no idea what the That's complications terrifying. were, but it was, like, very unexpected. Yeah. Yes. Uh, her passing left, obviously, a huge hole in Marte's world. He had older siblings, two sisters, Michelle and Marquisha, and an older brother, Maurice II, named after their father. But they were grown up. They were out of the house. Martre was the baby of the family and had been extremely close with his mother. Yeah. Uh, and without her presence, Martre and his dad, Maurice, found their house feeling empty. What was his mom's name? Karina. She was the only one without an M? She was the only one without an M. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have Michelle, Marquisha, Maurice II, and Marche. I always clock in the and alliteration. Maurice, the dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. So Martre and his dad, Maurice, are really struggling with the house being empty following Karina's untimely death. And they handled their grief very differently. Martre sought comfort from his sisters, but ultimately slipped into a pretty severe depression. Mm-hmm. Maurice, on the other hand, dealt with his grief by moving his co-worker turned girlfriend, Denise Gay, into the no. house. No. Yeah. How quickly? Okay. So Michelle is asked this on the Killer Motive yeah. episode. And she says, maybe a month after Karina died. No. Maybe it was a month. No. If that. Yeah, that's too fast. Yeah, it's really fast. I'm not trying to tell people how to grieve. Everybody grieves differently. I am. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you it's too fast. <laughs> that seems very fast. Um, yeah, so Denise and her nine-year-old daughter, Elena, moved into the Coles home about a month after Martre's mom passed away. 
Michelle and Marquisha were stunned by this. I'm going to make a note here. Michelle and Marquisha both were interviewed extensively on the episode of Killer Motive. Maurice II is not mentioned anywhere. So okay, I don't have any information about him. I don't. It seems like maybe he maybe didn't want to participate. Yeah, and so, yeah. sure. Okay, so they thought this was entirely too soon, and they worried about the impact it would have on Martray. Sure. But it seems that Martray was willing to try and make things work for his dad's sake. So this new family, as we'll call it, settled into life together. And before long, Denise Gay had taken on a stepmother role to Martray, and Elena took on the role of little sister. Denise's older daughter, LaToya, was also a regular fixture at the home, but she didn't live there. Yeah. I think she was like 19 at the time that Denise moved in. Denise's younger daughter, Elena, uh, suffered from some pretty serious behavioral issues and would act out in big ways. She would get into physical altercations with Martray. Sometimes she would destroy his things. Hmm. On one occasion, she poured bleach all over his bedroom. She's nine? She was nine, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Denise would try to defuse these situations, but they just kept escalating. Really, this was due to Elena's behavioral issues going untreated. She really needed to be, like, in some kind of counseling. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. During the worst of these altercations between Elena and Martray, Elena actually stabbed Martray with a pair of scissors. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some kind of argument started between the two of them. And I think at this point, Elena was like 11 or 12. So Uh a couple years had passed by this time. They had gotten into some kind of argument. Elena grabbed a pair of scissors and was holding them up, threatening to stab Martray. And she made a move to, like, bring the scissors down to his chest in a stabbing motion. And he somehow, at the last minute, managed to twist his body enough that she stabbed him in the shoulder. Holy shit. Rather than the chest. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh-huh. And, again, Elena's mother, Denise Gay, stepped in to defuse the situation. She called the police and got Martray medical care. Okay. Just kidding. That's not what happened at all. Oh, you asshole. Instead, she convinced Martray that the whole thing was just kind of a misunderstanding, no big deal, and he, she made him promise not to tell his dad. So he didn't get medical care after being stabbed in the shoulder? Nope. And he didn't tell his dad. He did what Denise told him to. Okay, honestly, I can understand being afraid to get police involved mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. I don't think there are real easy decisions there. But, no, I agree. But an easy decision is the kid needs the medical care. The kid needs care. medical care, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she said, this is really no big deal. Let's not tell your dad about this. And Martray never did. Oh, this is awful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how things went for... Martray for like the next three years um, or like the three years that Denise and Elena lived there from when yeah. they moved. You get it. We get I it. I don't Everybody understand. It. We all get it. Um, <laughs> Such a tough concept. 
uh, Denise was kind of seen as like the authority in the house and Martre did what she said. Okay. By 2017, Martre had become used to his home life. Sometimes he would seek refuge at his sister's house and spend the night there Mm -hmm. or spend like a couple nights there just to get away. And he spent a lot of time with his girlfriend, Ashlyn Knight. The two had met in high school and by 2017, they were 19 and they were actively planning a future together. The future Martre dreamed of was one where he could work as an artist. He loved art and was an extremely talented illustrator. He dreamed of going to art school and becoming a graphic designer for video games. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime near the end of 2016 or the beginning of 2017, Martre let his dad and Denise in on the fact that he was dealing with some pretty serious depression and that he needed some hope for his future and that he believed that hope could come from going to art school. Mm-hmm. And Denise sprung into action. She told Martre that she would help him look at schools, help him apply, and that she'd even help him pay his tuition. Mm-hmm. And so she did. She helped him look at a bunch of schools online. And ultimately, Martre decided on Full Sail University, an art school in Winter Park, Florida. Denise helped Denise. <laughs> How you doing over there? I'm good. You a little too excited I'm to get? Too, I'm too amped up. I knew yeah. this was happening. Yeah, you pumped up the jam too hard. Too, my my Reebok pumps are too pumped up. Time for a slow jam. <laughs> <laughs> We're so cool. We're too cool <laughs> for school. <laughs> okay, there we go. So he goes to full sale. No, so he applies oh. to full scale. Full scale. Jesus, fuck! I got to take a drink. <laughs> I like how you don't say, oh, my God, but you'll say, Jesus, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You're a complicated woman, Exactly. Don't question me, Kristen. No, no. Okay. So he applies to Full Sail Mm -hmm. University, Mm -hmm. as it were. And in March of 2017, Martre got amazing news. He received an email letting him know that he'd been accepted and he was invited for an orientation weekend and a campus visit. This was amazing. Martre was beyond thrilled. His whole family was. Martre was finally going to be moving toward his dreams. The email instructed him to put together his art portfolio so that he could bring it to the visit to Is this a fake you know, email? show it off. Why would you ask that? Because... I'm on to your bullshit. The Brandy bullshit. The Brandy? This isn't my bullshit. I don't know. I... <laughs> okay, continue. Okay, so the email told him he needed to put together his portfolio to bring with him so that he could show it at the visit. And it also instructed him to make and bring a paper mache mask of his face for some kind of activity that was going to take place during, during. Jeez. Sorry, folks. Can't speak today. Brandy... How does it feel to have messed up multiple times? It does not feel great. You know that I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think one day you'll wake up and be like, you know what? Sometimes we humans, we make mistakes. No, because I I must be perfect every moment. That's healthy. That's super healthy. I'm sure that'll work out great for you. Good plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, So paper mache mask. He was told to bring this paper mache mask for some kind of activity during the orientation weekend. That sounds terrible. I agree. Yeah. 
And Denise offered to help him with the mask. So on March 12, 2017, Martre was to ride a bus from Richmond, Virginia, where he lived, to Winter Park, Florida for this visit. It was going to be like about a 500-mile bus trip, which... I don't know. It doesn't sound great to me, but Mm -hmm. he was super excited for it. And then he would go to a hotel and then someone from the university would come pick him up from the hotel to take him to campus. Hmm. Okay, Like it was all set up. And Martre was really looking forward to it. On the morning of March 12th, his sister, Michelle, dropped him off at home as he'd spent the night with her before. He said he was going to have Denise help him with that mask. Nothing like putting off the project to the last second, but no judgment here. Well, it sounds like a terrible project. I agree. <laughs> yes. Also, some of these orientation projects, I remember we had to read a book for orientation. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, I read the shit out of that book. I took copious notes. And then they didn't even, like, mention it during the orientation. It was mentioned in passing. <laughs> yeah. I was prepared like there was going to be an a discussion. Exam- yeah. <laughs> an exam that would determine the rest of your college uh-huh. career. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So that morning, Michelle drops him off at home. He's got to make the mask before mm-hmm. he gets on his bus later that afternoon. So Denise said she was going to help him. So Michelle drops him off and then something happened. And we'll find out what after this ad. Doodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back from the ad. Doodaloo. Doodaloo. Okay, so Michelle dropped Martre off that morning, knew he was going to work on this project and then go get on his bus. And she expected a text from Martre letting her know that he'd gotten to the bus stop safely, that he'd boarded it. Did I say safely? You sure did. Fuck, this is a disaster. You are a mess. Oh, my goodness. Safely. Six silly snakes. Ew. I had had a lisp when I was a little kid. Did you really? Yeah, my mom had me say that over and over and over again until I didn't have a lisp anymore. Yeah? Yeah. Six silly snakes. And look at you today. Now I can't say. Fucking (laughs) up. That's right. (laughs) Now I can't say safely. Mm-hmm. No, my lips got, they're too dry. They got stuck together. I bet you wish you I had some of my, your, no, it's your bacteria balm. There's still some of my lip gloss <laughs> in my gently used um, old Costco lip gloss. Okay. It's from 2020, which is new for me. Oh my gosh. What? I'm so concerned for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned for you. You don't know basic words. (laughs) (laughs) But Martre never texted Michelle. Similarly, Ashlyn had sent several texts to Martre throughout the morning, and Martre hadn't responded to any of them. This was super unusual. He always texted, always called, always responded. They were super, super close. Ashlyn was expecting Martre to reach out so that they could see each other real quick for a goodbye before he boarded his bus and took off on his trip. But he never did. Hmm. Martre never talked to anyone. So Marquisha and Michelle immediately were concerned. So later that same afternoon, they go to their dad's house And they're like, have you guys talked to Martre? And Denise was there, and so was LaToya, her older daughter. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, he left for the bus. Oh, gosh. And they're like, like, that seems, it seems weird because he didn't say anything to us. He's not responding to our messages. And they're like, no, 
He came here, we helped him with his project, and then he got on his bus. So then Michelle actually got worried that maybe that was true. But she had had a conversation with Martre that morning when she was driving him home about his depression. Mm -hmm. And he said that it was just so bad that really he felt like he was just ready to be with his mom. Oh. And so Michelle was like, oh, my gosh, did he, like, make us all think he was going to go on this trip? And then he went somewhere and harmed himself somehow. And so Michelle and Marquisha... I think I may have called her Marquisha a second ago. Her name is for sure Marquisha. Impossible. You've been at the top of your game <laughs> this whole stop time. It? <laughs> <laughs> so they're very concerned for Martre immediately. Yeah. And so they start going to places that he frequented, seeing if anybody has seen him, seeing if they can find him anywhere. But there's Where'd they no go? sign of him. I, that I don't know. Damn it, Brandy. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Where would I go for you? Yeah. If you were looking for me, what are the places I frequent? Okay, well, you know, we're going to take out the obvious, you mm-hmm. know, your work and your home. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where else might I be? Okay, okay. I would check Oak Park Mall. Sure. Just, you know, to be on the safe side. Maybe I'd check a Jimmy John's. You do enjoy I do a Jimmy, enjoy John's. Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. You might be kind of a hard person to track yeah. down. Yeah. Maybe a bowling alley. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do like a bowling alley. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you're not going to any new places. You wouldn't be hard to track down at all. No. I just have to, no, you I just, just yeah. have to figure out where yeah, I'm going have you nowhere been new. before. And I'm nowhere near the fucking city, so don't yeah. even worry about that. Yeah, you're somewhere with ample parking, I'll tell you yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now what about me? Where are you I going? I just come here. But I'm not here. Okay, then I'm... For you're sure. fucked. Yeah. I, oh no. You're. If you're not here, you're dead. Yeah. Basically. I know it right then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Either I'm walking the dogs and we'll be back in 20 minutes. Yeah. Which I would just. You know. Yeah. If, if like 30 minutes pass and you still aren't here, I'm like, that's it. She's dead. dead. Yeah. And then they, you call the police and they're like, well, ma'am, we really need 24 hours. Right. Not for this not bitch. Not for this you don't. bitch. You don't. No. Mm-hmm. 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 I know her. This this lady is boring. <laughs> <laughs> She does not leave her home. (laughs) No, so Marquisha and Michelle are really worried at this point. They go to their dad and they tell him Mm -hmm. that they're worried. And he's like, why? He's fine. He's fine. Why was he not concerned? He thought everything's fine. He's surely on his trip and he'll get in contact with us when he wants to. He's like, he's a he's a 19-year-old man. He can do what he wants. Yeah, but you know this 19-year-old man. Well, so that's what Marshall and Marquisha said. They're like, yeah. no, nope, he's not fine. We yeah. want to go report him missing. And their, their dad was like, no, that's not necessary. He's fine. But they didn't listen to him. They went ahead and went and made the missing person report. So they go and report him missing. And then they go and, like... The only people who seem really concerned about this are Michelle, Marquisha, and Ashlyn. And so the three of them kind of put their heads together. And Ashlyn actually had a joint email account with Martre. They shared an email account. Wait, who is Ashlyn again? His girlfriend. His girlfriend. Okay. Yes. Okay. So they have a joint email account. 
Man, that's some 40-year-old... They are like a married couple. Okay, all right. Legitimately. They are 19, but they were like... They are 45. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so she's like, let me look through these emails. So she logs into the email account, and she specifically goes to look at the emails from Full Yes, because it turns out they're all bullshit, because I predicted this. So she's looking at it, and she's like, holy shit. No. These are from a Gmail account. No, 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 no. She's like, this would not be it. It would be like at fullsale.edu. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's a woman's name at Gmail. And that woman is who said that is who, you know, purported to be writing these emails. But Martre had never thought anything of or maybe hadn't even noticed right, the right. email address that they came from. You're just so excited that yes. you got accepted. And- yes. Yeah. But Ashlyn is looking at these and she's like, these aren't real. And then... I believe that Michelle and Marquisha looked at them, too, and there were some spelling errors and stuff in them. And they're like, oh, shit. Holy shit. And so they're like, this whole thing mm-hmm. isn't real. What is this? Like, what is mm-hmm. going on here? But I don't know. It seems like even when they took that information to their dad, he still seemed unconcerned. Okay. And again, he's like, you know what? Maybe he just needed some time and he he's just doing his own thing for a while. And honestly, that's kind of what the police said, too. They're like, he's a 19-year-old man. Ugh. If he wants to leave, he can leave. There's not a lot we can do. Sure, he can leave. Mm-hmm. But it sure seems like he was duped into this. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I think when you find this out, right. that these emails are fake, right. this clearly change, someone's it, trying clearly to lure someone has someone. Tri- exactly. Or, yeah. Oh, exactly. But even with the emails, it seems that the police were just like, well, he's a 19 year old kid. He can do what he wants. Mm. So three weeks went by. And then on April 2nd, 2017, a guy, he's like, a, I think he's like, I don't know, some kind of maintenance man, something like that. He was on his lunch break going for a walk. Okay. He was walking through kind of an industrial park, but there's like a wooded area near the industrial park. So he was walking through the wooded area. And he noticed a big, like, Rubbermaid plastic tote in this wooded area. And he noticed that there was, like, a tennis shoe sticking out of the top of it. Oh, God. And so he thought maybe this was, like, a tub of discarded, like, clothes and shoes and stuff. Oh, poor guy. Oh, he thinks. And so he walks over and he kind of pulls the lid off to see what's inside. And inside was the body of a young black man. Yeah. Folded up like accordion style with his arms bound behind his back. His wrists were bound with that, you know, that like self-stick bandage stuff that they use. Like if you get your blood drawn, they like wrap it around you oh, once, yeah. keep your little, yeah, keep yeah, your yeah. little cotton swab uh-huh. on. Yeah. It was like that. It was like purple self-stick bandage stuff. His- yeah. I never look when they do that part, but I've oh, seen yeah. the after. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I watched the whole thing. You fucking weirdo. I stare intently at the wall. Oh, no. Like, sometimes even they have to, like, fish around a little bit. Oh, God. And, yeah, no. Doesn't bother me. Oh, my God, Brandy. You know, like, with my thyroid disease, I've, I have had periods of time where I have to get my blood drawn, like, every couple of weeks to right. check my levels. I think I would freak out every time. <laughs> I'm so used to it. I'd be, I'd be known as the woman who's like, well, we've got to tell her a story. Yeah, no. Like even like one t- one time I remember I for whatever reason they were having the worst time trying to mm-hmm. get a vein and they were like, "Okay, we really don't want to have to do this, but we might have to 
do your wrist. Oh, God. I was oh, like, my that's God, fine. Brandy, what the fuck? fine. Don't even tell me it this fi- stuff. It was fine. They're like, okay, oh, are you ready? And it was fine. I it was no big deal at all. just hearing this. Really? Yes. All right, whatever. Does oh. not bother me at all. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't even handle when they're like, they try to tell me something reassuring, like, it's okay, you're really veiny. I'm like, ah! Yeah! Don't even <laughs> tell me that! I know I'm veiny! <laughs> God, I'm clutching my bosom. Yeah, you are. Okay. Okay, so back, back it's to... quite ample. Back to this... Okay, great. Back to this As terrible discovery now, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm trying to... I know, you're trying to stall. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, he calls the police, and they come to the scene, yeah. and they collect this tote. They then do a search of their missing person database to see who this might be, and it just comes back with one only one hit that matches the mm-hmm. description of who they have there, and it's Martre Coles. Yeah, the guy who they didn't look for look at Look for when they, his sisters filed a missing person report. Yeah. Yep. So then they do a search of the DMV database where they store the driver's license pictures, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it's a match. So they identify yeah. this as... Martre Coles. An autopsy is done, and the medical examiner's office determined that Martre had died from asphyxia, but they could not say, like, what method was used. It wasn't clear if he had suffocated because he was in the tub or if he had been suffocated and then placed in the tub. Mm -hmm. But a toxicology report found that he had trazodone and GHB in his system. Okay, what's that? Trazodone is a sleeping pill. Oh. And GHB is the date rape drug. Oh, God. Yeah. So both slow breathing, like that's one of the effects of both of those drugs. So together they could be used to slow someone's breathing enough, suppress somebody's respiratory system enough to kill them. Yeah. But they didn't know if that was, again, what caused his death, but he did have those in his system. Yeah. So he's been identified, and they're like, okay, we've got to go let his family know that we found him. But, like, as the officers are, like, walking out of the station to go make this notification to the Coles family, Mm -hmm. someone stops them. It's this overnight sergeant, and he's like, hey, 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 hold on just a second. Read this report about this incident from a couple days ago before you go do this notification. Okay. And they're like, okay. And so investigators who are working this case now were given a police report that was made on March 31st. So on that date, two officers responded to a call at the Coles house. It was a burglar alarm. Alarm, burglar alarm call. The the burglar alarm went off. The security alarm went off. How about that? It was a security alarm call. The security alarm. Security alarm call. Uh, and so it was, I don't know, fairly late at night. And they right. showed up because of this security alarm call. And when they got there, um, Latoya Gay was at the house. Denise Gay was at the house. Alana Gay was at the house. And Latoya immediately was like, You guys do not need to be here. This Mm -hmm. is a false alarm. Alana got in trouble, and she set off the alarm on purpose. You do not need to be here. Okay. And so they're like, okay. And the police are familiar with this 
with this house, with this family because of Alana's behavioral issues. Oh. She'd run away a couple of times. There'd been altercations. So right. they are familiar with this family. Uh, and also they have the missing person thing going on. But there's no mention of that at this at this particular date. Right. Okay. So LaToya tells them that. And then Alana's like, hey, can I talk to you guys? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And so they pull her outside away from her mom and her Uh sister. And she talks to one of the officers. And all of this is captured on body cam footage, which is in the Killer Motive episode. And she says, she says to the police officers that she needs to tell them something. And she speaks so matter-of-factly. Mm-hmm. Calm as can be. And she's like, how old she's is She's like point? 12 at this point. Okay. And they're like, what's up? What do you need to tell right. us? She's like, I watched my mom and sister kill my stepbrother. No. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, uh... Yeah, I watched I watched my mom and sister kill my stepbrother. And so the police officer is like, "Okay, Alana, I know we've had some interactions in the past. I know that you have had some issues with being truthful in the past." Mm-hmm. So there was even one incident where she made a claim that Martre had molested her. Oh wow. And the police got involved yeah. and then she was like it turns out she had made the whole thing up. Okay. And so so they're like, do you understand that it is a crime to lie to a police officer? And she's like, yes, I do. And they're like, are you being truthful right now? And she says, I am. And the police officer is like, okay, tell me, tell me what happened. When did this happen? She said a couple weeks ago. She said that she was in her room. She heard a noise, a commotion of some mm-hmm. kind. She thought it was a scream at first. So she kind of opened her bedroom door and she could see into Martre's room. And she saw her mom and her sister holding Martre down. And he had oh, something God. white over his face. And she watched for a little bit and they were like holding him down. He was kicking. He screamed, get off of me at one point. And then her, she said her mom realized that she was watching mm-hmm. and she snapped around and looked at her and told her to get back in her room, that nothing was going on. And so she did what she was told. She closed the door. And then a little while later, she said she heard a dragging sound in the attic. Oh, God. And that uh, she let a little bit of time pass. And then she opened her door just a crack and looked out and saw that there was a giant she said it was almost like a minty green color tub. It's really like a yeah. light gray, but. <laughs> I like that you're going to argue on this point. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. So she sees that there's this big tub yeah. that now her mom and sister are dragging through the house. She watched them load it in the car and then drive away with it. So she's telling the officers this. Mm-hmm. What are the mom and sister doing during this They're time? just in the house, I believe. Okay. So she tells one officer this. He calls the other officer over mm-hmm. and says, tell him what you just told me. She says it again, very matter-of-factly. Like, yeah. no emotion, nothing. Just these are the facts. This is what I saw. Okay. And the police officers just leave and make a report about it. What? 
They don't see if her brother has been reported missing. What the they fuck? Don't, they just make a report. Is that you are kidding me? No! They that is literally all they do. They file a report. And if this overnight sergeant hadn't remembered the report and then had his memory jogged when these guys are about to go make this death notification, like the investigators in Martre's case may have not even known about this. You know, if we had a problem with racism, I might suspect. (laughs) But we don't. So that rules that out. That's outrageous. I agree. Yeah. So these investigators are now like, holy shit, is there truth to this? Because the things that she said match the evidence that they have at this point. Fuck these officers. Holy shit, is there truth to this? You look into it. Right well, when no, okay, no. That. So the new investigators, the investigators on okay. Martre's case, not okay. the original police who took the report. Okay. They, but they also, didn't know the record, about it when it happened. Yes. For the record, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's fine. You you can you can fuck the officers who took the I report. I don't want to fuck nothing. them. I want no one to fuck them. <laughs> you want no, no one to fucks. ever fuck them again? <laughs> Unless they don't like being fucked, in which case, well, no, I don't want that's anyone no, to be raped. No one needs to be raped. Uh, okay, Kristen, I'm going down, down a you weird. Went, you went too far. Oh, you I went did. too far. The Christy you, you, you've come story. around to the other side somehow. <laughs> You know what? I just don't want good things for them. How about that? So now the investigators who are investigating Martre's case after the discovery of his body I are like... I just slurped really Jesus hard Christ. on my iced coffee. I didn't realize I was so close to the bottom of it. I'm a little frustrated. Yeah. And frankly, I blame you and also the original officer. Okay, blame... It's not my fault. How dare you lure me into this story? <laughs> okay. Where the so, police officers are so fucking stupid. Yeah, so they're like, holy shit. We can't tell them that we have found Martre because obviously the people in the family are the suspects here. Yes. And so they decide to look into Denise. They're like, what's this woman's story? Like, what's the deal here? They run a background check on her. And they find that she has felonies galore, mostly for fraud, passing bad checks. She has convictions in multiple states. She's served time in multiple states. Yeah. And so they're like suspicious as hell of Denise now. Why are you making that face? Because. First of all, because I can't help it. I was born this way, baby. I got great genetics. Sorry. (laughs) But also, how do you hear a story like this Mm -hmm. from a child? Which, sure, it could be made up. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Why not do just Just the the most basic looking into it? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. It's, uh, I hate shit like this where mm-hmm. something is so easily solved if only someone cared. Yeah. 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 Yep. Why did it take so long to find someone who cared? Right. Exactly. Gee, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Yeah. 
So they find all of this stuff about Denise and they're like, okay, she's bad, bad, real bad. This is very concerning. And then they also, in the course of the missing person investigation, what little investigation they had done on They had Mark done Trey no investigation. Point, they had they listened had, to a story. Yes. And no, 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 no. When the sisters reported him missing. Oh, I, I okay, see. Yes. I'm sorry. So, I'm so fired up. <laughs> you know. I'm just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I'll calm down a little. How about that? <laughs> okay. So what little investigation had been done when Martre was reported missing, the police had noted that Maurice... Hold on. They had an investigation. I was right. They did the I was right. tiniest amount of no, investigation. No, they just said he's 19. We don't care. Basically. But they did, an, mm-hmm. they did interview his dad, and they okay. thought he was not concerned. He said the same thing. He's All just right. off on his own. Okay. And so now they're like, okay, this guy didn't even, like, wasn't concerned that his... Son was gone. Like, mm-hmm. it's possible he's in it and on this, too. And so yeah. they're like, we can't tell fucking anybody in the family that we have found Martre's body. Yeah. So instead, they decided to do a couple things. They brought in Michelle and Marquisha and did follow-up interviews with them. On this episode of Killer Motive, Michelle and Marquisha, so these are Martre's sisters, mm-hmm. they say this was like a full-on interrogation. They said it was, I think, like, they went hard on them. They were asking. Why? I, I, I think they wanted to make sure that no one else, like, these, they wanted to rule out the sisters as being involved. The ones who came. Who actually fucking cared, yes. Okay. Um, I don't, I think it was a, a tool that they were using, but, All so right. they bring them in, they ask, who was the last person he was with? Where was sure. he going? Who's okay. the last person that talked to him? All yep. of that stuff. And then they ask, they asked them to give DNA samples. All right. So on this episode, the sisters say that, like, at that time when they were asked for the DNA swabs, they both were like, he's dead. They found his body. Like, in their heads, they just knew that was the reason. Yeah, that'd be awful. But they didn't want to let themselves believe that yet. But they both had that thought in their minds. Yeah, you would. You would. Yeah. And if they're not telling you, Mm -hmm. you almost don't even want to ask because then it's going to have to become real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then they brought in... Denise and LaToya did similar things with them. Conversations, what was the family home Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever. And Denise and LaToya both, you know, acted like they knew nothing. They didn't have very many answers for the police on anything, but they weren't under arrest or anything. And so they they both left and the police tailed them after they left their interviews. They didn't go to where they put his body. So not exactly. But LaToya drove directly to an area that overlooks it. Oh, my God. And they believed, the police believed that she was doing that to see if there was police activity in that area. Sure. She could see police tape or anything like that. Like, she didn't walk to the actual area, but she could have seen the general area from where she parked. Okay. So they're like, okay, like, they're, they are definitely involved here. Yeah. So they set up a trail cam in the area where they had discovered Martre's body. Yeah. And a few days go by, and finally... They caught Bigfoot. No. That was rude. I'm <laughs> sorry. They did finally capture someone. Someone drives up to the area, parks okay. their car, gets out, walks into the woods, looks around a little bit... And then leaves. Who? It was difficult to tell. Yeah, initially. I know. They had He's, a hood up. Yeah. But and it's probably reco- black and white, but right? But they recognized the car. Oh, okay. 
Do you want to guess whose car it was? The new lady, mom, Lenora. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> so, I am so terrible with names. There's My God. Not a single Lenora in this whole case. There's not? There's a Latoya. Oh, <laughs> What you don't know is that there's a new character. You're names, introducing a new character name's now. name's Lenora. No. She's been in on this the whole time. Uh, no, it was Maurice's car. Martre's dad. Really? Yes. Oh, I did not expect that. And not just because I can't remember anyone's name. <laughs> but the stature of the person on the camera didn't match Maurice's. Oh. So they do some some uh, looking into Enhance? some... No. Oh. Cell phone records. Because I don't know if you've heard this before, Kristen. Oh, what's that? But cell phones go ping. Huh? Cell towers go pong. Oh, do they? And we know your location all the all day, the day long. long. My goodness. So... Why don't more true crime shows I say know. that? I know. It's so smart. Uh, Maurice was at work. Mm-hmm. But you know whose phone pinged right there? Not Lenora's because no, I made her up. that's not a real person. Denise's. Denise's. Yeah. It was Denise on camera. So they're like, okay, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's for sure who we got here. Mm-hmm. So they arrest Denise and LaToya both. Denise, they bring in and they tell her that they know that she knows exactly what happened to Martre. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I do? Oh. And they're like, yeah, you do. Don't be coy. Yeah, but she doesn't give them anything. Okay. She does not cooperate. She doesn't say anything. She acts very shocked by everything. Okay, Brandy, the law is that when you put your hand on your chest like that, uh-huh. you have to say, Good heavens. Good heavens, n- me? Hmm? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they they tell her, the last time you saw Martre, mm-hmm. he was dead inside a plastic container. Oh, shit. And she goes, she like, she she doesn't yeah. say any words. She just like. Motions. I was gonna say we are. I know. I know. No. Imagine the motion that goes along with that noise. Everybody gets it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was all of the interrogation that was available on this show. Um, After that, she's placed under arrest. And initially, on April tenth, twenty seventeen, Denise Gay and Latoya Gay were arrested and charged with second degree murder. Okay. Those charges were later upgraded once they did the full investigation. So Denise's computer was seized during the investigation that followed after her Mm -hmm. arrest. And they were able to determine that those fake emails from Full Sail University came from her computer. Why did she do this? Or am I jumping ahead? No, we can talk about it now because we don't really know. The belief and what what Michelle and Marquisha believe is that Denise wanted Martre out of the house. He was too much of a reminder of his mom Mm. and that she feared that maybe eventually Maurice would maybe see through her inside with his Mm -hmm. son. And that would be the end of this little arrangement she had living with Maurice. And so she had to get rid of him. And this was all a ruse to lure him to her house so she could make the mask. And that is how she killed him. <gasps> oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Suffocated him no. while making the 
the paper mache mask that he had to take with him to this campus visit. So the belief is that at some point some, she somehow drugged him. Yeah. Before doing this, maybe gave him a drink that was sure, laced with something, sure. yeah. got him to lay down, thought that would be enough to incapacitate him. So it would be easy to suffocate him with this mask. Right. But as they were putting the paper mache on his face, he started complaining that they were covering his right. mouth and nose. Right. And that's the commotion that Elena heard. Oh, my God. She comes out. They tell her to go away. And then they just held him down with that paper mache on his face until he died. Until they murdered him. Yeah. The I, I don't know why I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, here's where my brain's going. Yeah. My brain's going, this doesn't make sense. And like, none of this should ever make sense. No, it doesn't fucking make sense. But it's like, he's 19. If you mm-hmm. really want to get rid of him, well, help him apply to more Exactly. Schools. Help him get into college. Or just be like, hey, I want to put down your first and last month's mm-hmm. rent at well, some place, so, you know, an hour away. So that's the other aspect of it. She made this yes. grand gesture of helping him get in, like, get into the school. She never actually even applied for him. She told him that she'd taken care of the whole thing. They never had any record of him applying or anything. But she, uh, but, and she, she made this even more easily. Well, no, exactly. But she made this big, this big thing about yeah. how I'm going to pay for you to go to school she didn't have any fucking money this all she was had this this fraudulent behavior all in her background this is just all part of her behavior that she has done over and over again in her life i know i'm just i'm just like yeah and she could have even just been like i'll help you fill out the application for yeah. student loans right i mean they're yeah no why am there's i talking a, like no, a murderer exactly. there's a you very yeah. logical way to yeah. get martre yeah. out of the house if that's really what you want yeah no, yes she was he's a, a very shit. talented artist he absolutely could have gotten into art school just help him fucking do that right they show his art on this episode of killer motive it's wonderful yeah would you steal it from a museum no <laughs> <laughs> Is that just on principle? <laughs> yes, because it is a deeply stupid crime. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole that's the whole theory that that's that's so stupid so and awful. Awful. So awful. Yeah. Is this so, woman just a total piece of shit? Yes. All right. Yes. Mystery solved. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to be a total piece of shit to Murder this 19-year-old kid who now sees you as a mother figure because his mom died. And, oh, God. Yeah. He trusted her. Right. right. He thought she was helping him achieve his dreams. Yeah, he was excited. And this is what she fucking did to him. Because he was, like, inconvenient. Yeah, so have- what Michelle says on the Killer Motive episode is basically, like, Martre looked so much like his mom, mm-hmm. that it would just be a reminder every time. Immediately when Denise moved in the house, she took down every picture of Karina. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah. And so she thought that maybe maybe that that could be one thing. Martre was too big of a reminder of mm-hmm. his mom. Yeah. And then also Maurice had been in a pretty deep depression as well when he moved Denise into the sure. house. But time had passed. Yeah. He was no longer in that state. And Michelle and Marquisha believe that maybe Denise got nervous that as he was no longer depressed, oh. he wouldn't need her anymore. And maybe Martre would push him. It's tough when the people we love get healthy. Right. 
No fucking shit, yeah. right? It's it's terrible when yeah. when people get the help they need. Yep. Yeah. It, this is fucking terrible. This poor kid. Yeah, your cases are normally so No, I know. Upbeat. <laughs> So, okay, so initially in April of 2017, Denise and LaToya Gay are arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Mm -hmm. Those charges were later upgraded to first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And the decision was made to try Denise and LaToya together. Okay. And I – okay, we're talking – we're 2017 here. Somehow this trial begins in 2017, toward the end of 2017, I believe November of 2017. Mm. This is fast moving. Okay. Um, they had public defenders? I assume so. Okay. Yeah. To me, that's the only way this trial happens that fast, right? Yeah, I would think you'd want – well, I guess I don't know. I don't I, know. I would think that your defense attorneys would want to have separate trials. Yeah, no, this was not separated. One trial. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Elena was the star witness. So she's 13 by this point. I know. Yeah. That's just it. When you think about be- Elena and all of her behavior problems and stuff yeah. that she had, yeah. it's all a product of this life that she lived with her mother. Of course. Yeah. And not getting any kind of help when she was, yeah, having these behavioral issues. Right. So she testifies like like over closed circuit TV. So mm-hmm. she's in another room, but she's sure. testifying. So she doesn't have to testify directly in front of her mother and sister. Good God. I, I can't even, even imagine. No, 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 no. And so she testifies about what she saw that day. You know, she talks about coming out of her room and all of that. We've already talked about it. We don't have to go into it again. And she talks about how she saw the white thing on his face, which they've now determined was that mask. mask. She tells that whole story, and the defense tries to tear her testimony down. They tell the jury that she has a history of lying. They bring up the incidents that she's had before where she falsely claimed Martre of molestation mm-hmm. and all of that. And mm-hmm. they're like, she's lying to you again. The defense's take at this trial was what to blame everything on Elena. <gasps> yep. Oh, my God. Denise and LaToya didn't do this. Elena did, and then they just did what they had to do to cover it up. Ew. It's disgusting. Yep. Disgusting. How do you explain the fucking emails then? I suppose she did those too. Is that the story? I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine. I cannot. Being a mother. And trying to blame this murder on your child. Yeah. But also, I can't imagine being well, a mother who would who would kill your stepchild or being a mother who would recruit your ch- other child to help you murder your stepchild. Yeah. I can't imagine any of those fucking things. So. Well, we've all been there. <laughs> okay. So, Elena testifies to all of this. The defense is like, she's fucking lying. It's mm-hmm. all a lie. But... The medical examiner gets up, talks about, you know, how Martre died, you know, what was in his system, the trazodone. Denise had a prescription for trazodone. No idea how she got the GHB, but it's, it's the date drug. People get it. Yeah. When Elena was questioned on the stand, there was a moment that the defense really liked. But I think this just says so much about Elena's life and what she had been through and how yeah. she didn't process things. Properly and needed to be in counseling. So at one point they ask her if she misses Martre. And she says no. Mm-hmm. And then 
they ask her if she's sad that Martray is dead. And again, she says no. Yeah, that that does not mean nope. that she's involved with his murder. Nope. It means she's probably a very troubled troubled child, child. Yes. who needs help. Intense counseling. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The FBI was able to testify. They had some forensic. Yeah, they did. They brought in an FBI forensic analyst oh, okay. who talked about how they examined Denise's computer and how they were able to determine that the emails from Full Sail were sent from her computer right. to Martray. And then they brought in a cell phone data expert who talked about the cell phone pings. Denise's cell phone placed her at the dump site the day that Martray disappeared and the day that she would, was captured on that trail cam. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the whole gist of the trial. The jury deliberated and they found... Denise and LaToya guilty of conspiracy to commit murder, but they hung on the first degree murder charge. So they didn't fully believe the testimony. I I don't know. I don't know. I could not find anything about why, like if any of the jurors spoke out. Right. My, My thought was maybe they couldn't agree on like who was actually culpable in the murder because Denise and LaToya are being tried together. Oh, yeah. So they hung on that. And in Virginia, a conspiracy to commit murder charge only carries a 10-year sentence. Brandy. Yeah. Okay, so this was smart to try them together. It was. It was. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking more like the mom's going to try to take the blame here. But no, that's Mm-mm. I'm I'm way off. Yeah, with that. No, I think it was intentional that the defense did not try and separate them, because I do think this makes sense. I think as a juror, I would think, gosh, that poor daughter was just going along with what her mother was making her do. Mm-hmm. She's afraid of her mom. You know, right. How do I find her guilty of first degree murder? I To me, that's that's what this says. If you're about to tell me that they got anywhere close to 10 years. So no. So then. OK. OK. Mistrial was declared only on the first degree murder charge. They had okay. the conviction for conspiracy. Both were convicted of conspiracy, sentenced to 10 years. Gotcha. And the prosecution's like, fuck, yes, we're tra- we're trying them again for. They weren't like excited. And everyone said no language. No, no, no. They weren't like, yay, fuck, yes. No, they were like when they were asked if they were going to try them again. Yeah, they were they're like, like, fuck, yes, yes of course, okay. we're trying them again. So a retrial was set for April of 2018. This time they would be tried separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting thing happened between the two trials. Maurice Coles was not cooperative at the first trial. Okay. Was not interested in testifying, was not interested in cooperating in any way. Well, too damn bad. And then he heard all of the testimony at trial and was like, holy shit, they killed my son. Like, he really did not believe. He didn't know anything about the stabbing until trial. Like, that was brought up at trial. Hmm. Like, And so he decides that he is going to cooperate completely with the next trial. And he hands over something that has been in his home that was never seized by police. It is a handbag. They call it a pocketbook on the episode. That could be a wallet. They're in Virginia. I don't know. They can't help it. And they... They don't know that we often refer to vaginas <laughs> right? as pocketbooks. And inside was a cell phone 
of Denise Gaze that had never been found by police. Well, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And on that cell phone were a bunch of text messages back and forth between Denise and LaToya discussing dumping the body. Oh, my God. And then discussing when Denise went back to try and move the tote after the pressure was on them. So that's when she was captured on the trail cam. Mm -hmm. So there's this series of texts back and forth. LaToya was out of town. She was in North Carolina. And she told her mom, wait until I get back. We'll do it together. You're not going to be able to do it by yourself. And Denise is like, we don't have time. I've got to do it. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then she gets there and she just sends back. I didn't see it. Wow. Yeah. In addition to those text messages, there is search history on the phone of how to dispose of a body. What does Lyme do to a body? What substance is like chloroform? I can't believe she kept this cell phone. I know. Did the podcast ladies say that that was where... That was one of of the things. Yeah. I'm with them. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So the only difference that I found between these two trials is that Maurice testifies heavily at the second trial against Denise. Mm -hmm. He testifies at Denise's trial. He's on the stand. And the prosecution's whole case is like reiterating that Denise threw Martre away like he was trash. Yeah. So... Maurice Coles is on the stand and the prosecution says, I'm sorry I have to ask you this, but did you kill Martre Coles? And Maurice says, no. Yeah. And then they ask, did you help kill Martre Coles? And again, he says, no. And then they ask, did you help cover up the murder of Martre Coles? And again, Maurice says no. And this is all backed up. Like all of this stuff, like he isn't involved in any of it. Mm. It seems that he really just did not think that Denise would be capable of this. Like he truly yeah. did not believe that she had he killed his duped. son until until yeah. he sat through the first trial. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So then he testifies some about the day that Martre went missing and how he didn't he really wasn't concerned about it. He assumed he went on his trip and he would get in contact with them what he wanted. And then he talked about that evening when Michelle and Marquisha came over and they were really concerned about Martre. And he said that Denise was really weird that night. He says, looking back, Denise's behavior that night was really weird. She was really touchy feely. With his daughters, like hugging them and consoling them. And he said, mm-hmm. That's not they normally. did not like each other. So this was yeah. super out of the ordinary. And he said, you know, they wanted to go file the missing person report. And he told them he thought it was too soon. He said, I didn't think he was missing at all. He didn't have anywhere to go. He said he didn't really believe that Martre was missing at all until Karina's birthday passed. He said Mm. when that day passed and he wasn't there, like we do something every year to commemorate her birthday. We get together as a family. When Martre was not here that day, Mm -hmm. I knew something had happened to him. He said he could have run off with a cult 
And he would have made sure he was there to celebrate that with us. Yeah. He talked about the last conversation that he and Martre had had kind of leading up to this whole art school thing. And he was talking about how, you know, he wanted to do this. He didn't know if he was capable of doing it. Martre was. Mm -hmm. And that he'd had a conversation with Maurice and Denise and was like, I just I really want to do this, but I don't have any idea how to seek out higher education. I don't I don't know anything about it. And Maurice testified that at that moment, Denise jumped up and was just gung ho and ready to help him. God, that's... It was as if, like, she immediately up. calculated this plan yep. at that moment. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He also testified about how, like, a couple days later, he saw a white paper mache mask on the floor. Oh, God. In his house. And he threw it away. He yeah. didn't know what it was. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So, following this trial, Denise Gay was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. In a separate trial, Latoya Gay, who was 23 by now, she was also found guilty of first-degree murder, but she was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Mm-hmm. I believe that there was some some question of, you know, yeah. culpability here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely believe that she was forced to do this by her mother. And if not forced, yeah. like... Mm. Yeah. I mean, her mother had power over her, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely a power dynamic here. Yeah. And that is the story of the murder of Martre Coles. Ugh. That's so senseless. Yeah. She could have just fucking helped him get into art school. Or get an apartment apartment somewhere. Fucking murder him? What? Yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. Because Denise is in prison, Mm -hmm. Elena does not have a guardian anymore and I believe has been placed in state custody and I believe is finally receiving counseling and the things that she really needs. Gosh. So I hope she is. I hope she's doing as well as she can. Doing as well as she can. Absolutely. My God. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's my feelings on this one, too. All right. Yep. Well, that's what we call a brandy case. It is. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel so terrible for Martre. Yeah. It's just awful. Yeah, his mom dies. Like, his favorite person in the world, his mom. Mm -hmm. And then this other woman comes in, and he's like, Pretty standoffish to her originally. As you and would then, be, yeah. And you then know. he lets her in, lets her take on a stepmom role in his life. Maurice and Denise never got married, but she definitely was. Well, sure. She's in the home. Yes. She's, yes. She's a mother figure. Yeah. A mother figure to him. She trusts him. No. no he trusts, he trusts her. her. Yeah. And this is what she fucking does to him. Ugh. Okay, name the podcast again. That was- Sisters Who Kill. All right. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what we should do right now? Unadd. Doodaloo. Doodaloo. <laughs> 
And we're back from the ad. Should we take some questions from the Discord? We should. But first, let me tell them how to get in there. Oh, yeah. Tell them. First, you have to climb every mountain, <laughs> cross every stream. Oh, sure. Yeah. I can't remember the rest of the I don't words. either. We're, d- we're doing a Sound of Music thing, though, right? Isn't that what that's from? Wow. Way to ruin it. Cross, yes. Climb every mountain, cross every stream. Blah, 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 blah. Pay $5 at our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and you get into the Discord. And when we record, we're like, hey, does anyone have questions? And some people are like, I do. And then we read some of them and we answer some of them. And how about that? That is. That is a thing we do. Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> I was very nervous there. <laughs> no bullshit. It's all true. Ooh, I feel like this is a complicated question. Miles exists, says, who's more likely to win in a physical fight, Kristen or Brandy? Um, are we fighting each other? Yes. Okay. I believe. That's how I'm choosing to take this question. All right. See, I think it's interesting because I def- I mean, I outweigh you, obviously. So I think I could take you down. But you're fast, so you could run away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also if crafty. I cor- if I corner you, I've, I'm for sure winning. Mm-mm. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I climb over no. you. I jump. <laughs> You're not a fucking frog. I think. Well, we. Oh, so you're in your scenario. Uh-huh. We're engaged in some kind of warfare, a yes, fight, yes. and you turn it into a game of leapfrog. I do. Here's here's <laughs> why I win. I do whatever I've got to do. I'm not worried about how it looks. I'm not worried about what the rules are exactly. I just oh, know. See, that's see that is where you would get me because I'd be like, wait, is that against the rules? I can't break the rules. You're right. I would also fight dirty. You would. You totally would, and I wouldn't. Hey, you're not supposed to agree so heartily. You're supposed to be like, like, oh, Kristen, but you're a good person. Well, yeah, of course. But no, you would. You'd bend the rules. You'd break them. Yeah. You would. And and only if I really felt like I was at risk at least. Because we'd have a no faces rule, but you'd probably do something to my face. No, I wouldn't. Nope. 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 That's not where I would go. Okay. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna pull my clothes off. Yep, that's yep. exactly that's what I'm exactly gonna do. That's exactly what you're gonna that's do. All, that's, <laughs> that's exactly. All uh, you've disarmed me completely. Yeah. And <laughs> to be clear, when I say pull your clothes off, I mean just like you're just gonna like pull my shirt up over my head or something. No, like, even even just a couple inches, I'll lift that <laughs> that emotional support cami, and you will be donezo, donezo. So to the audience at home, because obviously this would be like a pay-per-view fight, you know, yeah, huge moneymaker for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, well, we're not even really sure what happened there. Yeah. Because they wouldn't be like, oh, Kristen disrobed her opponent. Yeah. That is what you. Yeah. But but you would that know. is that'd be the winning. Move. And I would know. OK. They'd call it the midriff whammy. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that question. That was a good question. <laughs> Amando Duke wants to know, did you ever try to run away as a kid? Hell yeah, I did. Okay, I never attempted to run away, but I did have a go bag packed just in case. <laughs> just in case <laughs> anyone should need it. <laughs> what was in your go bag? I'm sure, like, fucking a stuffed animal, like yeah. nothing that would do me any good. <laughs> Just so much beef jerky yeah. and bottled water. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I remember um, my parents were acting a fool. Yeah. Um, As they do. Yeah. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> yeah. To this day. <laughs> um, and so I threatened them with running away, and they were not scared. 
uh-huh. which was very upsetting. That is upsetting. Uh, my parents both said, okay, bye, we'll miss you. Mm. So mm-hmm. I packed a bag. Mm-hmm. I remember my suitcase vividly. Uh-huh. It was purple, and it had a picture of a little girl on the outside of it, and it said, to grandmother's house I go. Oh. Did so it, was I, it like a little red riding hood on it? I don't exactly remember. I feel like it was maybe kind of precious moments Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. so a right. moment of silence there. Anyway, I realized that my parents weren't worried about me mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. So instead, I they manipulated. Didn't think there was any real risk of you no, taking off. I manipulated my younger sister, sure. Kyla, mm-hmm. friend of the pod. Yeah. And she cried. Mm-hmm. And she got so upset that my dad then had to pretend to care that I <laughs> was leaving. I got um, all the way out of the driveway. Oh, shit. I don't mean to alarm you, Brandy. I, I was still in view of the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. But still. Yeah. There was a real risk there that you were just taking right off. Total risk. Yeah. I should point out that my go bag was a miniature backpack, so I wouldn't have made it long. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a stuffed animal was definitely taking up the bulk of it. <laughs> <laughs> just the bare necessity. I was very into stuffed animals as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And you are to this day. No, I don't have. A ooh, furry, was, you call uh, yourself. Oh, I was going to say, no, there's no stuffed animals in my room, but that is a lie. David has a giant Snorlax in our room. Oh, What? <laughs> A stuffed Snorlax. What's a Snorlax? It's a Pokemon. <laughs> oh my goodness! He has pajamas on. Not not generally, not in Pokemon, but our Snorlax has pajamas on. So you've dressed your stuffed animal. Well, it's a build a bear. <laughs> you wait, wait. No, it was a limited edition build a bear that I ordered online for David from the kids as his Father's Day present one year. Mm-hmm. It was very cute and if you hit his foot he snores. Mhm. He loved David loves it. So when you're making love, no, he <laughs> the Snorlax is involved in no way and don't call but it, it making does love. Watch when you make whoopee. Well, I mean he's a, yeah, when he's not on the bed. Does it snore? So sometimes when and David... And are you offended? No. So sometimes when David makes the bed, he'll put him on the bed. Mm-hmm. Not usually, but occasionally he will. But then he's like on the bed. But then when he's not on the bed, mm-hmm. he just sits atop our laundry bed like hampers. Just monitoring. Monitoring the situation, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually Anyway, don't. how did we get here? I'm not sure. I don't know why you you revealed such embarrassing information. I would have had to be paid handsomely. Remunerated, if you will. I am, oh, it's remunerated. Remunerated, yes, if you will. Yeah, the, people have, the people have spoken. It's remunerated. There's nothing quite so humiliating as not knowing the definition of the word. Right. And mispronouncing it, which is what you did last week. Not me, though. (laughs) Anyway, London, also very into stuffies. She sleeps with like eight stuffies every night. Yeah, and you know what? She's three. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's true. Nothing weird there. (laughs) I don't like snuggle a stuffed animal every night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just hanging out with us, watching us sleep. Yeah, yeah. Just totally normal (laughs) stuff. Whatever. You got stuffed animals all over the place. They're for the dogs. (laughs) You have a kinky-ass stuffed animal here. Listen. You have a stuffed cat wearing fucking fishnets. Okay, well, that's BarkBox's fault. That's not my (laughs) fault. They send you themed gifts. And yeah, they sent us a sexy cat for Halloween last year. 
I'm not going to throw the sexy cat out. Kit loves it. She carries that thing around all the time. Well, sure. If you had a sexy cat, I'm sure you would, too. (laughs) Every time you leave, I check to see that it's still in the house because I suspect it'll join the Snorlax. (gasps) Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Labia Lounge says, I need a new show rec. Got anything good? We'll also settle for a book rec. Okay. I actually do have a show that I've been watching. think it's going to be for everybody, but I had never heard of this, so I'm spreading the word. Okay. It is a stars program. All right. It is called... Gigolos. Shining Veil. What's that? Okay. It is Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear. They're a married couple. Courtney Cox had an affair with uh, their handyman or something mm-hmm. like that. They, live, they lived in, in Manhattan or something, and then like now they've moved upstate out of the city to start over. They've got two kids mm-hmm. and they move into a haunted house. It okay. is a comedy horror TV show. Oh, that is so you. It's so me. And it's like there's little nods to The Shining mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like the curtains in the house are the carpet from The Shining. And I'm really enjoying it. We're only, we've only watched like three episodes of it, but I really enjoy it. Very good. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely my type of show. Yeah. I'm fin- finishing up a book that I didn't quite enjoy, so I don't want to badmouth it. Okay, on the do you podcast. have anything else that you'd like to recommend? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> no, I literally, I just finished it today, and I was like, well, that wasn't very good. So, um, have you watched what? I don't. Is it a movie? Is it a show? I don't know. Um, but it's a book you mentioned that's been turned into. Movie slash show, I think movie. Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, I've not watched that. You haven't watched it I yet. love that book. But I know I've you not, loved the book. I yeah. believe it's a movie now. It's a movie. Okay, great. All right, so maybe check that out. Kristen, like the book, hasn't, hasn't seen the movie, though. Settle for the book. <laughs> are you so offended by that? Yes! Because <laughs> books are superior to movies and shows? No, no not necessarily. <laughs> you know, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Droopy Tooties asks. <laughs> Wait, Droopy. Droopy Tooties. Okay. <laughs> asks follow-up question. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you dropped your entire purse into a porta potty License, house keys, car keys, phone, credit cards, everything. You got to fish the purse out. But that's easier because you could, you got a strappy of some kind. You could fish out. You still got to touch it when it's done. Maybe you, you, you pull it out. You put it in some kind of garbage bag. You take it home. You glove up. You get the purse is dead. Like that thing's dead to me. I'm sorry. Goodbye. There's no coming back from that. But I think I could get the necessary items out of it that I would need to. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a sad situation because I feel like if you're at a place with a porta potty, mm-hmm. You've got to have your car keys. Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah, you're going to have to leave. So. Mm, yeah, you got It's rough. You got to fish that thing out. Oh, you don't have God. a choice. Oh, God. And. Th- oh. Yeah. And then just cut your arm off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, cut an <laughs> I know I would. I, well, I think I'm imagining getting like a broom. Surely there's a broom nearby. You're, you're ridiculous. You are in a fantasy land where there's a broom nearby. There's a garbage bag. Well, it's not, bag, in, it's not a, in the porta potty. This is what I do, okay? Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. David's nearby, obviously. Okay. Okay? So first of all, I'm making him do it. <laughs> That's the real story. Okay. But now I'm hunting down. He's he's standing watch at the porta potty so nobody goes in and does anything on top of the purse that I've dropped. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> and I'm hunting down. Actually, this is a lie too. I've sent David no, on this you know mission. Hold I'm on. standing. Hold on. I'm, st- I'm setting up new rules. You're alone. You're alone. I'm not alone. You're absolutely alone. Fuck, I'm alone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm alone. I'm. Uh, this is what I'm doing. I got it. I just got it. Okay. Okay. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. I've dropped my purse in the porta potty. I'm freaking the fuck out. Sure. I am taking the toilet paper. I am wrapping my mm-hmm. hand, mummy style, sure, up to my fucking shoulder. All right, as, as thick as All it right. goes until I run out of toilet. I'm putting the whole roll on there. And the and good then, thing is the toilet paper in those porta potties is really nice thick. and thick. Yeah, nice yeah. and cushy. It's yeah, like absolutely. A comforter, yeah, no. really. No, it's really like a streamer. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and then as fast as I can, I'm reaching down there. Oh god, I'm throwing up while I'm doing. Yeah, it. Like, yeah. I'm obviously course. I'm puking the whole time into the purse yeah. as you grab it. <laughs> and I grab it, and then I just. I flip it open, I get out the keys, the phone, the credit cards, and then I'm out of there. And then I burn my arm off. <laughs> Very good. How, what, are, what are you doing? I mean, that sounds like the only way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you never speak of it Never. I soul. don't tell anyone. David's like, didn't you have a purse when you left tonight? I hated that purse. I got rid of it. Yeah, uh, it I don't ever like want- shit. I don't want to ever talk about this again. That's what I say. <laughs> Please don't ask me about that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone, I have to pause and tell him. Yes, you do. It's so fucking cute. <laughs> okay, my nephew Henry, he's four. We haven't quite mastered, you know, not peeing in the bed. Yeah. 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 Some of us don't our entire lives. That's right. Anyhow, my dad was over there one morning to watch him. So he gets there. Kyla's getting ready for work. Henry wants to show my dad some new toy he's got, so he brings my dad back into his room. And my dad noticed that the sheets had been stripped from Henry's bed. Mm-hmm. And so Henry, and so my dad asked quite rudely, <laughs> Henry, did you have an accident in the night? And Henry looks over at the bed that looks back at my dad and says, please don't ask me about that. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that he has his own little boundaries yeah. at four years old. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not fucking talking about that. Mind yeah. your fucking business. That's what Henry said to DP. Yeah. Yeah. That's a private <laughs> moment. I've already been scolded. <laughs> Those sheets are being handled by the washing machine right <laughs> That's now. Right. I shan't discuss it further. <laughs> Ooh, game show aficionado wants to know. Kristen and Brandy, when you were talking about the As Seen on TV products, it made me think of this from the 90s. I had one. Did you? It's the Topsy Tail. Do you remember the Topsy Tail? I remember it. I was never once tempted by that thing. Let me tell you something. What? I have these at the salon. You do? They're amazing for updos. Shut up. No, I have an assortment of them in different sizes because they allow you to weave hair through when you're doing an updo. Wow. Yes. It's an amazing tool. All right. Endorsed by Brandy. <laughs> That's right. Mine are not Topsy Tail branded. Oh. But <laughs> you went cheap, didn't I you? I did. I did. I bought you like a 10 pack tail? on Amazon. Mm. Yeah. Topsy Tail. <laughs> Brandy also has a lot of bumpets in her salon. I don't. I don't have it's any bumpets. a modern bumpets. day salon. <laughs> Everyone gets a bumpet. Ooh, okay. Potato chips which I love that name, says fair season is just around the corner. Was there one you visited religiously? I've never been to a fair. Have you ever been to a fair? Like a state fair, county fair? 
County Fair, County Fair. Doesn't sound like it's for me. Yeah, I don't think it's for me either. Sounds very hot. Sounds exactly. like the rides are hastily thrown together. It's so dangerous. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's a lawsuit about that case. I, I'm. Okay. There was a case a few years ago where a little girl got her hair oh. sucked into one of those carnival rides and it ripped her scalp off. <gasps> yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Just recently, there was one. It was like one of those like fucking octopus things. Yeah. You know, spinny, yeah. spinny, spinny. One of the cars just detached and went flying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never getting on one of those fucking fair fair rides. No, thank you. No, I'm not interested in a fair. Thanks for asking. I would go for the food. I was going to say. <laughs> but Brandy. <laughs> but wait. They've got Twix bars that they've deep fried. See, that's not exciting to me at all. I have no interest in a deep fried Oreo. I don't. No, no interest. None. That does not sound remotely good to me. Deep fried Twinkie does not sound good to me. You wouldn't even try it. No. But you know what? One of them big lemonades with the ch- big lemonade chunks in, or lemon chunks in it. I'd fucking buy one of those in a second. That sounds delicious. You are ridiculous. A funnel cake. I'd get a funnel cake. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll allow that. Yeah. Big old lemonade and a funnel cake? Absolutely. Okay. I'm just... Well, fuck off with your deep fried Oreo, though. I will. <laughs> My deep fried Oreo and I are going to have a wonderful time together. Yeah. No, We're going to go sailing through the I air on the about, octopus what is it, ride. The, what is it? The Minnesota State Fair that has the bucket of cookies? We've talked about this before. I don't know if it's Michigan or Minnesota. One of the states has a bucket of cookies. State. Could be Montana. Yeah. It could, Maine, it's not Montana. It's not Massachusetts. Maine. No, none of those. It's I Michigan. I think or, I've run out of M states. <laughs> Missouri! What am I saying? Yeah, you're fucking Mississippi! No, it's none oh, of those. No. Okay. No, 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 right. no. I'm I was just having fun with states. All right. Okay, great. Yeah, we're aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I just I I, I take a bucket of fucking hot chocolate chip cookies in a second. I just think it's lame that like you want to do the lemonade, which you could make at home. The so bucket good, of chocolate chip cookies, yeah, you also, could make at home. I do home. make those at home. But a deep fried Oreo. But my thing about I exotic only, as hell. No, that sounds disgusting. Exotic. Ooh, what's no, this? No, I don't. I don't want that. Why not? You, it does not sound good to do me. Do you like Oreos? Yes. Do you like fried shit? Yes. yes. Put them together. I don't want. It. <laughs> I know what would happen if we went to a fair together. Here's the other thing that I would do at a fair. What? Carnival games. Oh, yeah, of course you would. I'd love that. You'd lose all your money. I would. That's why I can't go to the fair. Yeah. I'd spend all my money, blow out my shoulder trying to win you that teddy bear. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, Brandy, I am a 37-year-old woman. I don't want a teddy bear. And then I'm like, but you like it, you love it, you want some more of it. Oh, and I'm then just I have Tim to say, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. I am with you, baby. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I would like you to win me one of those teddy bears uh-huh. because I always feel like the hottest girls are the ones who are walking around with the big teddy bears at the amusement uh, park. Yeah, okay. Let fairs, me let me tell like, you. You're so hot that like someone had to win it for okay. you. I was the lucky recipient. Of one of the giant stuffed animals. Okay. In time. When what I happened? was, I don't know, how old was I? 14, probably. All right. We went to Cedar Point, and my dad won me a giant monkey, like as tall as I am. Right. And it had Velcro on the hands, mm-hmm. you know, so you could stick them together and loop yeah. it around stuff. Yeah, I totally get it. 
let me tell you how not fun it is to yeah. carry that fucking thing around the amusement park the whole rest of the day. Yeah, especially if you're dead. I loved the monkey, though. It was cool. Of course, but, like, when I'm talking about... Yeah, you monkey, want a hot guy to win you the monkey. Yes. All right. Not to say your dad's not very attractive. <laughs> My dad is an attractive man. It's true. But, yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> Let's stop this conversation before it gets weird. Weird, huh? I think it's past it's that all, already. No, no, it's, it's, it's almost already there. weird. We we know exactly where to stop, don't we? <laughs> we sure do. Ooh, three day nut fest wants to know what our zodiac signs are. I am a Gemini, and you, you are a faced hoe, Scorpio. Yeah. Okay. What is that? You're gonna sting me? Yeah, of course I am. Naturally. Are you gonna? Because I'm the frog. You're gonna carry me across the. Huh? Yeah, the scorpion and the frog. I'm gonna carry you across the pond, and then you're gonna, you're gonna sting me, and then we both die. Oh, I guess I, I'm not. You don't know that fable? No, I'm, I'm so sorry. The scorpion asked the frog to take the frog across the river, or take the scorpion across the river, and the frog's like, "No, if I do that, you'll sting me." Mm-hmm. And the scorpion's like, "I won't sting you mm-hmm. because if I sting you, we both die." And the frog's like, okay, fine. I'll take you across. The frog, scorpion gets on the frog mm-hmm. back. The scorpion, or the frog starts across the water. Halfway across, scorpion stings the frog. And the frog's like, why'd you do that? Now yeah. we both die. And yeah. the scorpion goes, it's just my nature. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's another fable. Mm-hmm. The scorpion and the frog mm-hmm. have a boxing match. <laughs> And the, and the scorpion, scorpion disrobes the frog. Nope, just lifts the frog's shirt just a little bit. And the frog passes out. That's exactly cold. right. Mm-hmm. It's a more modern spin that on is it. A modern, a more that. modern telling. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Where's T-Shirt Sometimes asks, do you keep a list of cases you want to cover someday? I was just re-listening to an old episode where you referenced ongoing cases at that time you, that you wanted to eventually cover. Kristen's was the college admissions scandal, and Brandy's was a local case that took forever to get to trial. Just curious if you keep a list. I do. I do, Do you have too. a list? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If I see something interesting, I'll jot it down. I'll, I have links saved in case I, you know, can't find that article again. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I created the list thinking, my gosh, here I sit, a genius, because I was like, now I'll never have that moment where I'm like, I don't know what case to cover. Well, no, turns out you can have a list and still and still be like, no, no, not going to do any of those. (laughs) But yes, yes, I do have a list. Yeah, same. Uh, Should we move on to Supreme Court induction? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. But please explain. All you have to do to get inducted into the Supreme Court. I am so sorry. I left you hanging. I mean, that was ridiculous. Oh, Oh, God. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Is join our Patreon at the $7 level or higher. And then we will induct you. Uh, And currently we are doing... Your names and your for for voice voice celebrity, celebrity crushes. <laughs> Kate Van Brunt, Pierce Brosnan, Amy Han. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got stuck. Han, I bet it's Han. Amy Han or Han. <laughs> I bet that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> 
Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Tyler Creek. Hillary Duff and Missy Perder. The ice bath scene made me realize I was a lesbian. LOL. The ice, ice bath, bath scene, scene in what? I mean, clearly it was a big moment for Tyler, not I, a big moment for the rest of us. No. I, I'm going to have to do I, some Google. Yeah, seek this out. Shannon F. Jay-Z. Secrets out. I'm actually Becky with the good hair. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Craig. Matthew Lillard. Fern Whiting. Kyle Schmidt. Eileen Cunha. Theo James. <gasps> Maddie Calhoun. Hillary Duff. Brittany R. Matthew Lillard again. My Ooh, goodness. He's hot. Okay. Kit Kat. Mulder. Mrs. Walsh. Ben Affleck. Katie Robacki. River Phoenix. Emma Grace. Daniel Radcliffe. Katharina. Keanu Reeves. She said you have to do the tongue R roll. Yeah, I wasn't. Questioning. Okay, I'm just for everybody out there. It's in the notes. Should I roll Keanu your tongue when you say Reeves. Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> Brianna. Eminem. <laughs> no tongue roll? No. <laughs> I don't even know how I. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Lena Call. Lay from EXO. We pop boy band. I was going to say, I don't know what I those know. words are. No. Mm-mm. I'm old. I think it's chips. Chips. Lay's chips. Courtney. JTT. Aaron Shoemaker. Matthew McConaughey. Kelsey Miller. Oh, from Bucktown. Justin Timberlake. Mandy Shinley. Luke Perry. Brittany Combs. Aaron Carter. Deanna Weber. Jason Bateman. Welcome to the Supreme Court! Thank you, everyone, for all of your support. We appreciate it so much. If you're looking for other ways to support us, please find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. Kristen's one of those, like, <laughs> waving, wacky arm, inflatable tube men right you're now. You're so professional. <laughs> I was doing that for a long time, really bringing my A-game. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review, and then be sure to join us next week when I'll be an expert on a whole new topic so you know know the episode will be a banger. <laughs> Podcast adjourned! <laughs> and now for a note about our process. I copy and paste from the best sources on the web and sometimes Wikipedia. So we owe a huge thank you to the real experts. I got my info from an episode of Killer Motive, the Sisters Who Kill podcast, Oxygen.com, NBC 12 News, News 6 Richmond, the Roanoke Times, and the Capitol News. For a full list of our sources, visit LGTCpodcast.com. Any errors are, of course, ours, but please don't take our word for it. Go! Read their stuff! <laughs>